Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Get Cultured podcast. So this week I had the pleasure of chatting with the queen behind the quaint Afrowear movement, Gabrielle Clark. She's the owner of Quaint by GSC, where she designs and makes quality Africa-inspired bags and apparel. When she isn't around her sewing machine or creating her beautiful contemporary designs, she's fulfilling another passion, which is that of teaching, and she's creating content aimed at showing others how they can create and live their best lives based on the values she's learned during her own personal development journey. So I definitely recommend you giving her a follow for a daily dose of positivity and inspiration in your feed. And you can do that by following her on Instagram at quaint balls. So that's ball spelled B-A-W-S-E. And whether you're watching or listening to this episode, you'll actually see an additional guest or hear a third voice. And that would be of my very good friend, Ariel Oliver, who also joined us for this episode. So I hope you guys love it. Remember, as always, if we bring value to you and you love the episode, you love the content, remember to like, share it, subscribe. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the notification bell so that YouTube can give you updates when we release new content. Thank you guys as always for the support. Thank you for watching and we're going to jump right into the episode. Hi Gabrielle, thank you so much for coming. Hi, thanks for having me here. <laughs> okay. Um, so I really love your content, it's vibrant, it is valuable content. Um, so that's why I wanted to reach out to you and have you on the podcast as I guess because I like your energy and you just feel authentic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was gravitated towards your spirit, like I liked you. And then you also have an amazing brand, um, Quaint. So you do bags, you do clothing as well. Yeah. I think you did swimwear, or you stopped that, or you still do that? Well, I haven't necessarily stopped. I'd more say I've taken a break. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I know it's something I'm going to reignite at some point or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I know your main focus is the bags. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about how you got started. Alright, so first of all, can I look into the camera? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you because no. I want to make sure that I'm looking at the right place. No, that's you can look at me, you can look into the camera. Really okay, and right. this can be chopped out, right? I'll keep that it. Just, okay, cool. Alright, so I started out quaint. Sometimes I always wonder where exactly I should start in terms of the story because there have been many starting points to the whole thing but essentially where it started was at Wexnetterford Hall so I was going to UA for about two years first I did biochemistry and then I did dentistry and in my year of doing dentistry I lived at Wexnetterford Hall so I was living on campus at that time so I was going to a party hard wine which is a soca party that most Jamaicans know yeah, I made myself a bodysuit, a black bodysuit, and you learned from YouTube. One of yeah, I learned that from YouTube initially. Okay. I started out making my own clothes mm-hmm. with a domestic sewing machine, which I also brought to Rick Center for the Hall, and then that's when I made that bodysuit for myself to wear. So did like somebody in your family sew or like yeah, you don't have a job in the sewing machine. <laughs> like well, honestly, 
my grand aunt was the one who had a sewing machine. Okay. She so she didn't see. really make clothes much, mm -hmm. but I did see her sewing, and I didn't ask her to teach me or anything. And at that time, I wasn't like, oh, you know, someone learn how to sew. Yeah. I just saw her as my grand aunt is sewing, and it didn't mean anything to me other yeah. than that. But I don't know if it somehow planted a seed or yeah. something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the case was, but I eventually. I just thought I want more clothes. I want to look good, but I can't afford these clothes, and my mother is not going to buy me any clothes. So, how can I get these clothes for myself? I just started looking up on the internet how to make your own clothes, and I read articles about people making their own clothes and watch YouTube videos, and then I was like, "Whoa, this is easy! Like, yeah. people just buy fabric." Make the clothes themselves, and you don't have to worry about sizing issues because you make it your own exactly. size. I fit it to your body, yes, and you buy the fabric that you want, and then you don't have to pay an arm and a leg for it. So you're a problem solver. Because exactly. most teenage girls will switch outfits with their friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I do not. My mother would probably kill you crucify if you heard somebody else kill you. Yeah, because even if I should say ask somebody for a hundred dollars, she'd be like, don't make nobody for nothing and blah blah blah. You know how Jamaican brands can be sometimes. And like where you always like good with your hands because actually get up and say, I'm gonna sew. Because I have a sewing machine at home, but me not to compare myself to sew because I don't wanna I don't wanna match it up. I don't wanna look like idiot, you know? So like we always have to your hands or you just say, I want this, this is how I'm gonna do it and so you just have to go do yeah i'm looking at my hands right now and thinking i do think i'm good with my hands because actually before i started sewing i was braiding people's hair mm -hmm. also i would yeah, do marley braids and then locks and tying people locks on them so because i actually started my own locks so you did i would say that i am good with my hands okay yeah what year was this like give me a time because was this like what year was this when I was doing here or when I started when, sewing your own clothes? I think I got the interest in about 2014. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Actually, 2013, I was attending George's, St. George's College, mm -hmm. sixth form. Sixth form. It's an all boys school, but yeah, they the accept yeah. females for their sixth Which form. Which school did you go to before that? I went to Alpha, Convent of Mercy okay. Academy Alpha. Wait, so. I, is that the sister school for George's or that's Casey or something? No, it's a sister school for the oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's really where the interest started mm -hmm. because I had some very fashionable friends and they mm -hmm. had money, but you know about money. So you know I had to like kind of see how I could get on their level. Right. Yeah. As you know, as a young person, you're kind of trying to fit in with the people that mm -hmm. you're hanging out with. And that was a way that I saw could work for me. I was like so actually started selling gummy bears to buy a sewing machine. Okay, so you're you're naturally yeah. like a go-getter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> not afraid to sell. So when did you realize that okay, I'm making these clothes for myself. They look nice. They're quality clothing. Maybe I can start selling to other people. Or did people start complimenting you on your clothes, asking you where you got that, and you're like, oh, I made it. Like, how did you go from hobby to business? Well, you know, sir, really and truly, when people were like, you should probably start selling this, I was like, no, I can't bother. Like I can't bother with the whole entrepreneurship thing and like yep. too serious and money this and money that and mm -hmm. then get really busy and all of that. Instead of it being a hobby, hobby. it's going to become a business now. Yeah. So I was kind of hesitant when people suggested it at first, but then as I said when I was living on Rex Netoford Hall and I made that bodysuit for myself, 
somebody suggested that I enter some pieces into a fashion show. And that's when I said, you know what, I probably should do that, especially since it could probably be an additional source of income. Mm -hmm. As a college student, I didn't have my parents giving me any money, yeah, yeah. and I didn't have time to get like a nine to five job or anything like mm -hmm. that. So I just said, all right, I'm just gonna take the leap. And I just went all the way, started an Instagram page, and decided that I would just make it a business. So how did the name Quaint come about? What led to you doing Quaint and you know the Afrocentric wear and everything? What inspired that? Well, Quaint is a synonym basically for unusual. Yeah. So when I was, I think the first thing I did actually was go to the fabric store. And when I went to the fabric store, the fabrics that caught my eyes were African prints. Mm -hmm. And when I had the fabrics and I designed the pieces, mm -hmm. that's when I decided that I'd come up with a name because I wanted to see what my creations would look like first. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then from there, I could come up with a solid name that would describe them. Okay. So did you start with bags or what did you No, I started with clothes. I just made okay. like some simple skirts with like a strip of African prints in the yeah. middle and like shirts with with African printers, the sleeves mm -hmm. and it's like it's an accent, yeah, basically, exactly. And I think I also made a romper too that was full African print. Mm -hmm. But when I saw the pieces, I was like, these look unusual, and I know for sure I want to keep making unusual stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm gonna really want to call it Gabby's Designs because that's really cliche. Yeah, everybody who come up with a fashion brand, they're just like Gabby's Designs, yeah. Gabby's Styles, like this, that, blah, blah, blah. So their just, name and yeah, so I just decided I'm going to take myself out of it. Mm -hmm and make it a name that would cause people to question like what does this word mean mm -hmm. and i know that every time somebody hears quaint they're just like what does this word mean and the definition of quaint is unusually interesting strangely attractive picturesque old-fashioned yeah. something that's so like it's so unusual mm -hmm. that you're just drawn to it yeah and that's how I feel like my products look. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you're doing a very good job and you're seeing the results that you're getting from the value that you're putting into the world with your products. All three platforms, I think, well, talking about specifically IG, have a mm -hmm. good following. Mm -hmm. um, Quaint Afrowear, right? Yeah. That has a good following. Quaint Bags has a good following. And your own personal page also has a good following. Yeah. Because I think people are connecting with you as a person yeah. and not just an entrepreneur. Yeah. Because you're so authentic and you share so much of yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I liked that you shared was actually you a post about body image. Yeah. Which is mm -hmm. very Yes. That was yes. like yes. that was like yes. <laughs> when I read that post. Because so many people <laughs> do not know the struggle <laughs> it is to grow yeah. in this day and age or any day and age really as a female. Mm -hmm. And so you touched so many important points. So Tell me why you felt that that was necessary. Well, you know, honestly, growing up as a slim person, I'm called maga a lot, mm. I'm skinny a lot. Mm. And in my younger days, I felt very insecure about it. Like, yeah. it was always about fit girls and girls who have bottom and breasts and all these things. And the boys, especially, who I grew up around, they placed so much importance on yeah. that stuff. So much so that it made me feel like yeah. I was not enough. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just don't complete, I'm a look unattractive, and unless me have big person, big bottom, yeah. whatever, I don't look good. So I just decided when I got a lot older, I was just like, you know what? 
I'm beautiful just as I am. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of girls out there who are also struggling with the same body image kind of thing. So how I do mean, you to realize that? Because in the post, I remember you mentioned that you're taking pills mm -hmm. to gain weight. Yeah. Like, what has your body journey been like? Tell me about your body journey. Well, I'm, I've always been, well, not right now, but from high school days, I've always been trying to gain weight. Mm -hmm. And I've always just been slim. No matter how much we eat, I just, just stay the same size. Even if I put on like five pounds, all I have to do is just not eat in one night, I'm gonna lose all of the five yeah. pounds. That's just how it is with my body. Yeah. So that's how I just, I had to come to the understanding that this is just me, my body journey. I would say I have had my times where I, with the pills that I was taking, those made me sleep a lot. They made me eat a lot too. And I was eating a lot of unhealthy food. So mm -hmm. it was affecting me, not only causing me to put on weight, but I was getting like a belly, so it never looks it's like attractive. Like right. Yeah, exactly. And I was trying to go about it in a more artificial way rather than a natural way. So mm -hmm. a more natural way would be like working out, eating larger portions and that sort of thing. Yeah. And even when I did that stuff, it still didn't work out that great. So I just decided, you know what? Whatever I'm supposed to look like right now, that's what I'm going to work with. Whenever I gain weight, possibly when I have children, mm -hmm. then I'll gain the weight I need to gain. So I've had to come to an acceptance that maybe this is just how I'm supposed to look for this period of my life. Yeah. And instead of trying to chase them looking another way, just accept this because what if I'm going to put on weight and I'm just like, damn, get slimmer yeah, yeah exactly you see yeah, what i love oh, no. oh. <laughs> <laughs> what i love about the post that you made is that it gave light to to a body image that people like don't really talk about me you always hear about oh the bigger person wanting to lose weight but you never hear about the smaller person wanting to gain weight <laughs> right and yeah. you don't whenever you see somebody who is slim you don't think that Somebody calling oh slimmers or girl or something affects them, but because everybody's trying to get slim, everybody wants yeah. to get slim or <laughs> slim thick, you know. Yeah. But but that's why I love what you did because it shows that people with a smaller body structure they too have are insecure about that, and you know. Um, but it, it for me the importance of that was to acknowledge that this is my body, accept that this is my body, and just yeah. love yourself for. Who you are for this moment in your life and that you're enough mm -hmm. you're enough mm -hmm. for me my struggle i'll ask you in a second area like mm -hmm. what your personal struggle was but my struggle growing up was skin tone mm -hmm. so like i when you reach me when you me everybody knows like colorism is a thing in general, yeah right yeah and i used to wish like for lighter skin like I used to resent the fact that I was darker skin because I would see how much better lighter skin females or persons in general were treated and how they were put on a pedestal. So I thought I was less because of my Especially going to Immaculate, right? Girl. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> yes. I can imagine. Yeah. So um you know light skin girls or um even my hair texture just well, a lot of things I guess about being a black person. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um so that was my real struggle until the point where I remember in 8th grade there was this girl who sat be behind me and um, she used to tone and to like bleach her skin but she used to always talk about bleaching in terms of 
it's really not a bad thing and you know these are just the people we see on the road that look crazy they don't know how to do it right and you have to tell them and it actually helped me with my acne and all of that so she would like idolize it right and i almost considered bleaching my skin like toning with her like that's how bad it was um so i always grew up with a low self-esteem because of my skin complexion it wasn't until recently when like this whole black love era kind of came about like girls mm -hmm. accepting their natural hair and their skin complexion and then i also found personal development and realized that the reason that i was making so many effed up decisions in my life were leading back to my low self-esteem mm -hmm. so it was actually becoming dangerous like i was making really bad life choices mm -hmm. getting with the wrong guys whatever so i really had to like look within myself accept myself yeah and then work on it from there so mm -hmm. are you like what were the struggles that you had Graham? for me it was it was my size because you know back back then the slim girl was celebrated but i was never slim um and i wasn't big either i was just always in between but you know when you're on the bottom everybody just push you over to the big side mm -hmm. and so i used to always say i want to be slim i want to be like like this and you know i'd watch jam feet where it used to come out five o'clock in the morning on tv you know and the workouts and watch all the fitness videos and you know eat right and blah, 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 blah. And, and it just it just wasn't working and um it's recently meaning like within the last five years that i've acknowledged that i'm just always going to be that that in between girl and you know you're just gonna have to accept that and you know it, it's a process every day because sometimes when i take a picture now i look in the mirror and i'm like you know say ariel you can talk you right here so sometime or whatever but i've realized that how you see yourself is not how other people see you because you know sometimes you see yourself with an extra 10 pounds or in a minus 10 pounds but how somebody else see you, you're perfect to them but does it matter yeah, how other you. people see you no but then the that showed me that we we are so extremely hard on ourselves yeah. that's what that showed me i used mm -hmm. to have like body dysmorphia too in high school like i would always look at myself and see fat and mm -hmm. try and i did so many unhealthy diets to try and weight and be skinny because like you said back then skinny was yeah skinny wasn't. yeah i mean it shows that i'm really hard on myself and then and then when i'd say oh i'm gonna look big here or my thighs look extra large they're like all right what are you talking about and no one i'm the heaviest i've ever been now and i feel fine like, you know yeah. and the other thing that 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 used to affect me growing up to was was my hair texture because you know in prep school i had a best friend and her she was next to caucasian <laughs> you know she was, she was she was super super fair and she had very long straight hair and everyone used to just love her and we were best friends so people were always comparing <laughs> comparing yeah. us or you know people would always favor her versus me and people would always pick her and not me so i grew up with that 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 either or kind of pick or choose me or you kind of thing i always thought that somebody was comparing me with somebody else and so i didn't realize until recently that that i didn't realize that i suffered from not being enough not feeling like i was enough just the way i was and um you know through high school i had my natural hair you know, it was fine i always wanted to grow and nobody had gone away and and then in what was it grade 11 i really no grade 12 no grade 11 i relaxed my hair 
and uh, yeah, it was kind of look good. Yeah, but I make it work and whatever. But then when I did the big chop for me, that big chop symbolized accepting who I am wholly. Mm -hmm. So I mean, yeah, you need a big chop in here. Look, so you have to accept your face for what it is. And I remember too, actually, high school graduation. Somebody said something to me when I was in the line. Cause I have oily skin too, like oily and acne prone skin. So I can put on makeup and like my face is shining like 2.5 seconds. And so that happened to me and somebody said to me, Ariel, why you look so da 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 but so I so so I so look better. And that affected me the whole entire graduation. My vibes did broke. Broke, 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 broke to the point where my graduation wasn't fun for my family either. Because they would want to try to celebrate me, but I just was yeah, feeling my best. I allowed her to get to me. Mm -hmm. And it was after that that me and my mommy had a talk and I actually let her in on, you know, how like my self-esteem issues and that's when I acknowledged that I my self-esteem wasn't in the best place. Yeah. That I said, Okay, Ariel, you have to you have to do something else, okay? You can't continue being this unhappy. Mm -hmm. And so I think the graduation was a Sunday and prom was the Tuesday and Myself, myself, I will put myself up myself. Okay, graduation is flop. Your prom has to be amazing. I really have to get yourself in a great frame of mind now. And that was the start of me accepting myself. And I think it was three years later, I did a big chop. And I said, okay, Ariel, this is your face. You're gonna have to love your face. This is your hair. You're gonna have to love your hair. This is your body. You're gonna have to love your body. And so that was what, so three, four years ago. And so since then, I've been on this journey of accepting who I am, loving myself, and and yeah this is where i am now i know i'm at a place thankfully where somebody can say something to me and it doesn't throw me off too bad you know once i'm sure in who i am and what i have then yeah. i'm fine yeah, i'm fine that's, that's what happens when you develop that level of self-love and acceptance mm -hmm. for yourself like it all comes back down but to learning how to love yourself mm -hmm. what i want to ask now is for those of the people who might be wandering out there because everybody always says love yourself <laughs> accept yourself how do you actually do that like what are the actions that you take yeah to develop a love for self because for me it was awkward starting all the things you have to do in terms of affirmations or mm -hmm. like it, like it's weird shit but you have to face it the questions you have to ask yourself the things you have to unravel from your childhood all of that so like what are some of the things that you actively do to work on loving yourself meaning every day yeah daily okay so journaling for me is a big part of mm -hmm. self-love so mm -hmm. if i find that i'm going through something that feels difficult and i can't quite dissect it in my mind i literally just write it down on paper and start to question why am i feeling this way mm -hmm. and then i would find a way to back up or approve mm -hmm. the positive feeling that i'm wanting mm -hmm. to have so like for example let's say for example with the with me being a slim person mm -hmm. I could write about feeling like I'm skinny and like maga and like say I'm gonna look good enough and whatever and then just be like but I love myself I am beautiful as I am there are a lot of as you said there are a lot of people out there who want to lose weight mm -hmm. so I would write things down to affirm myself and just be like I am beautiful I am strong I am sexy mm -hmm. and even if I am not sexy 
to the standard of what society has, I'm sexy in my own eyes. Mm -hmm. And that's all that matters. I don't need you to yeah. think I'm sexy, and I don't need you to think I'm beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think I'm beautiful and I'm sexy, and that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. So I would journal my affirmations, I would look into the mirror, and I would say these affirmations to myself. Yeah. I'd look into the mirror and tell myself that I love you. Mm -hmm. Just like if I was telling my partner or my mother or my father, mm -hmm. I would look into the mirror and I would say, I love you. Yeah. You are amazing. Nobody can tell us you look good. You look damn good. Have you ever been walking on doing that? I have. No. <laughs> I used to walk walking on you. My brother and he was just like, okay. But yeah, you have to do those things. Yeah, and separate and apart from affirming myself, I do things to take care of myself mm -hmm. like somebody else would do for me or what I'd want somebody else to do for me. Mm -hmm. A big part of self-love is treating yourself the way that you want somebody who loves you to treat you. Mm -hmm. So somebody, you want somebody to give you your food on time, mm -hmm. to give them love you. Mm -hmm. So you give yourself your food on time. Mm -hmm. You're going to give yourself enough rest because you would want somebody who loves you to allow you to get enough rest. Right. So allow yourself to get enough rest. If you love yourself and you want to look your best, work out. If you love yourself and you want to have the best looking skin, buy all the things that you need to deal with your skin. Mm -hmm. So every Sunday, I do a scrub, I do a turmeric mask, I steam my face, I paint my toes, I paint my nails. Mm -hmm. And I just take the time out to just be with myself and just say, Gabby, this is your time. Mm -hmm. Every morning I wake up, yoga, meditation, before I even attend to anybody else. And that's communicating to myself that I love me yeah. enough to before do what I need to do for myself. Can I tell you how yeah. you start today is so important. Exactly. It really sets the tone for how your day is going to flow thereafter. Mm -hmm. So you will say, you know, you take the time. You have to deal with you before you do with everybody else. Exactly. So if you don't fill up your own cup, you can't fill up anybody else's cup. Exactly. Like, don't let in any other yeah, that's and just get right with yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So were you always vegan? Was it something that you learned from your family? Or were you a meat eater and you switched over? Like, was that part of your self-care routine because you wanted to give your body the best foods possible? Like, what was it? Well, I just wanted to eat what was healthier for me, so I would say it was a part of my self-love journey in terms of the foods that I was eating before, meat and dairy and a bunch of sweets and stuff, it was not treating my body very well. So I would see where I have unhealthy fat and then I would see where I have acne and I knew that the acne was linked to things like oil and milk and dairy and the meat I was eating and then of course what goes into your body is what comes out too right. so of course there's all the bodily functions mm -hmm. like you know mm -hmm. that wouldn't necessarily be so pleasant because of what you're taking into your body mm -hmm. so I just decided that I wanted to do this for myself to one lengthen my lifespan yes and at the same time I know I want to be able to have children mm -hmm. so I want to make sure that my body is at its best mm -hmm. for the time when I have to carry a child mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. for me well it started out as self-love as well so let me tell you what happened right so I was working at an event and um, you know yeah, then them said they go for lunch and it was a big convention and I went to the food court, what do you call junk food, hot dog, jerk chicken, da, 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 was there. 
So I am going to decide to eat a hot dog from a particular brand that shall not be named. And my girl eat it. And no, I ate two. The next day, I got so sick. So, so super sick. I had to come to work late. And then I said to myself, Ariel, you cannot continue putting shit in your body. You need to do better. And so I started, that led to me start, starting to prepare my food at home more. So, just know the food process. <laughs> that I'm not respect for me. Jesus, well. So, yeah, I started <laughs> cooking more and thing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, the more research I did into the food industry and into what kind of food going to and what, what's good for you, that led to me saying, okay, vegan maybe I think and then at the time this youtuber followed Carly Bible and her boyfriend at the time they were going vegan so I said let me test this out and see you know if it can work so that led to me eating all plant-based was one day a week no, no no I started one day a week and then you know I see how I feel and I increase it to two days and three days and four days okay. and I put on the one week and then I was good as two people with a plant-based diet then what advice would you have for somebody who's trying to make the switch? Because I really love meat. <laughs> like the taste is amazing. Like <laughs> <Right>, beyond the <laughs> taste. Um, I'd say start with one meal a day and start with interesting meals. Crazy when people think vegan, them think veggie chunks. Yeah. And them think like some cliches. Stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna they legit say like they're they're the worst. No, they're the best, but at the same time they're the worst. So when I'm home, they legit go outside and pick three leaf and say, "Ariel, eat that." And I'm like, <laughs> "You guys, <laughs> right?" But no, start start in court with like one meal a day and an interesting meal. Like try curry chickpeas or curry lentils. Yeah, something like that. My mom told me that your plate has to be like. Colorful, right? You want to eat the yeah, eyes, your eyes eat before your belly eats, really. So make sure that your plate is very colorful, lots of reds, yellows, greens. Eat your greens, guys. Um, and then take it from there and see how you feel because a lot of people do what they do, they cut cold turkey, and depending on your body, you can get sick. I wouldn't advise cutting cold turkey. I did that. So the first time I tried to go visual vegan i cut cold turkey if you do it like that you're just gonna go straight back yeah yeah because you never so, gave yourself a chance to get used i cut cold turkey um i was doing the whole lifestyle working out losing weight feeling good like it actually feels good and i see the difference because you're more energetic you, you feel more alive you don't feel heavy um, you, don't feel heavy, you don't feel tired like mm-hmm. you don't feel tired at like 3 p.m or like you know you you have energy, you feel alive, and I was like, Whoa, there's truth to this. My skin started clearing up, but then I was just craving meat one day. We <laughs> and I went to Wendy's and I bought like a 20 piece nugget. And like, Jesus, that's what happens. The 20 piece nugget, you know, they sell that, and then it just, it just continued. It just, it was, yeah. And so, no, and then back to that whole self-love thing too. The one thing that sealed the deal for me when I was converting was I ate a piece a KFC chicken one day and the oil drop right here. Mm-hmm. So much just me said, no, this is heart attack. Me, I kill off yeah. myself. Like, yeah, there's me, so much. Yeah, you know, your body actually takes more respiratory energy to process the meat so that's why no. as a meat eater you have less energy than yeah. somebody who doesn't eat meat 
because your body has to work a lot harder. Our bodies are really designed to eat, you know. The tips. Do it slowly, <laughs> gradually. Yeah. Now with one meal a day. Yeah. I have a transition method I would suggest to Okay. Because what I would say is a method to not go cold turkey. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Is to cut out chicken, red meat, and just stick to fish for a little while yeah. and just be like pescatarian for a while and then pescatarian itself is also not all that healthy because fish tends to be like they have a lot of like mercury and yeah. lead and them something in there it's not all that healthy but what you can do is just wean yourself off of the meat and just eat probably things like salt fish and or if anything just stick to chicken alone and then diminish your chicken intake and then little by little like what she's saying just just lessen the amount of time that you eat meat and then yeah. eventually you'll find that you can right. be a lot easier and then I'm dying too because it's good that people research and find out why they're doing it for themselves find somebody to follow who would like a mentor yeah like a mentor who is going through the process and can you know everything okay Okay, who is going through the process and can teach them about the do's and don'ts, like what? Mm-hmm. So, you guys have any resources, any blogs you read, you talk about on YouTube, even though she is more like lifestyle. She's and more beauty, lifestyle. But who, like Camilla McDonald, like who? Who can people go to to learn from? Who did you guys learn from? Hmm, I have a lot of YouTubers I learn from. I know for sure. Like, because person that's I in Jamaica too. Like, really? Yeah, so, for real. So, I. I'll go to research myself and that's another thing too I would suggest find your reason for wanting to go plant-based yeah. I know for me when I learned about the factory farming industry and what happened to our, what happens in it that for me was my conviction to say <laughs> you know the poem about the, the, the shrimp the, the salmon the, the yeah. salmon oh, that's so sad for me that was my conviction to say okay this is you to send me that <laughs> this is it's, it's a poem it's a poem written by Kwame Dawes and it's pretty much talking about um, salmon farming in Canada and uh, you know it's, it, it, long and short they get all them in a, in, a, in a net they separate the male from the females they harvest the, he- the eggs and harvest the sperm fuse everything and then they let um, both male and female back into the sea and then you see a big pool of blood in the water and the poem ends with a female salmon jumping upstream to lay her eggs but she has no leg- eggs to lay and so all she's pushing out is air and then she eventually dies wow. that is what happens I read that poem and it brought tears to my eyes the resources for vegan the vegan Camilla McDonald is a good resource of course it's actually from her I learned to make one of my vegan vinaigrettes mm-hmm. um, and then just, just go in the kitchen and explore like explore with ingredients explore with seasons explore with herbs and spices and and for me i learned when i did that i learned that meat is a texture i can manipulate peas and thing to taste the same as meat come you could curry them together and i swear it tastes like curry don't say i swear so like, like i chicken curry chickpeas and it tastes like curry chicken like it may use what the pot yeah i'm just like that smell like a curry <laughs> <laughs> it just tastes so it tastes good yeah. it looks good it smells like good I, I started this journey three <laughs> 26 
scene as mm -hmm. part of the drink. Oh my gosh, I want to kill me what they tell me from because I don't want to dare it either. So I used I, I used to drink religiously every night before I went to bed because alcohol puts me to sleep. So when I can't sleep, you just drink a glass That's and gone healthy. away. Completely. And when people come and tell me, oh Ariel, alcohol isn't healthy, like alcohol is plant-based, guys. I'm fine. I have a glass a day. I'm good. I'm not dying. <laughs> but anyway, we'll they were here to talk about my wine drinking and my alcohol consumption. It's not an addiction. Addiction has such negative connotations. Okay, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um yeah, so we used to drink like a glass of Bailey's at night time and six months after taking dairy out my life, we'll go back go drink a glass of Bailey's before but I'm migrating for three days. I'm like mm -hmm. That was traumatizing me. I'm like, have you updated That's what happened to me when I cut out soda. I was traumatized. Yeah. What are your tips, Gabby? My tips for resources. Mm -hmm. There is this channel on YouTube called yes. Pick Up Limes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Pick Up Limes, L-I-M-E-S. She, I believe she's an Indian. She actually gives a lot of really nice recipes. And from her, you will end up finding other resources in terms of the the suggested or recommendations that will come up at the side mm -hmm. and she's good for vegan ideas for like food yeah mean. i would also suggest pinterest literally just type in vegan food ideas for real, and then real. if you want facts on being vegan and why and it's comparison to being a meat eater mm -hmm. you could watch mick the vegan on youtube as well which is mic the vegan so what he does is that he finds statistics and compares them and then presents them to you mm -hmm. to show like let's say for example he would talk about meat eating diet being linked to mm -hmm. to acne or dairy being linked mm -hmm. to acne or vegan men versus non-vegan men i think i've come across his he does that kind of comparison and he has statistics to back it up so if you're looking for justification mm -hmm. to be vegan you can watch that channel and then it will be like wow what about the people who say it's too expensive that's the rubbish. I like to rubbish that idea right now. Um, you can easily go to your supermarket. You will find a pack of Goya chickpeas for less than four hundred dollars, less than five hundred dollars. Compared to how much a pound is it for chicken? Exactly. Compared to how much for oxtail, you can buy three cans of black beans for six, seven hundred dollars, and then you know, let's go to the market, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, five bills. You did that. Okay? Yeah, I actually did a story. Yeah. On my Instagram, where I was telling people that we spent like probably four thousand eight hundred dollars for buy two weeks worth of food. Exactly. Now, if you go into the supermarket, Which all they can buy with that is probably just two meals. I want to go with you. Carnation Market. See, no, seriously, I want to go with you. <laughs> 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 You're gonna have a market day. You're gonna have a market day. Because I, I just spent twelve grand on two weeks worth of food. My girl, wow. I, like to spend I could grand. spend twelve grand for a month's worth of easily. Food. As a matter of fact, we can't spend ten grand or eight grand for a month's worth of food. easily. Like a lot of times, we don't know that. You see, when we're told that being a vegan is expensive, you see, if you're buying a vegan food in the supermarket, mm -hmm. of course it's expensive because they're buying their stuff from overseas and adding a crazy markup. Yeah, right now yeah. for $400 for a pack, you can go downtown, get that same chickpeas for probably $200 for a pack. Okay, I'm mm -hmm. serious, we're going shopping together. Okay, so, <laughs> so right now, I wanted to ask you, Gabriel, my two closing questions that I asked all my guests. So the first one, I want to know what's the impact you want to have on Jamaica with your brand, your business, and your personal brand. Because I see that you're giving people advice now, like you're making IGTV videos mm -hmm. about personal development and all that, and I love it. So 
or saying thank you on time. Alright, so I noticed myself that I'm naturally a giver in terms of giving advice and information because my growing up, I didn't know myself the way that I do now mm -hmm. and I didn't know personal development. So I want other people to know about personal development too. Mm -hmm. I want other people to know that when you work on yourself from the inside, you will evolve into a beautiful being that will be able to impact other people. So the advice that I give on my Instagram is to help people to know, one, that they can break away from the whole system that we have been taught to subscribe to in terms of we can have different careers than what we were told that we need to have. We can look different ways that we were told than we were told that we need to Say look. For the we can just, overall, we are free to be who we want to be. Mm -hmm. And we create the person that we put out there. So I just want, so to, you want, to, I just want to teach people that self-development and personal development is where it starts. And yeah. self-development and personal development has a lot under it. It's, and then it's one big umbrella. Mind-blowing. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. it changed my life. So I want other people to experience it and know that it can change yeah. their life too. And the sooner you do it, the better it avoid holy Exactly. Because yeah. your relationship with yourself affects all the relationships you have yeah. with your life. Okay, uh, final question. If you had to give our audience one piece of advice, what would that be? Hmm. Okay. So, I think it should be connected with what I just said. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everything starts with self. Oh. <laughs> self. <laughs> you. You are the person who it starts with. So, if you find a problem in someone else, there's a great possibility that there's something in yourself that you need to fix. Protecting. So, understand that the way that you view the world always has to do with your own internal environment. So, work on your internal environment. That will influence every other part of your life. You make more money, you will attract more love, you will attract more fun, more joy and laughter, and your life will just be a lot better. So, just work on yourself. Try to figure out the things about you that you probably need to work on, your weaknesses, your shortcomings. Embrace yourself fully yeah. and accept yourself. Observe yourself and be aware of yourself because everything starts with awareness. Mm -hmm. When you know what you need to be working on, you're able to work on it as opposed to when you're just like oblivious and you don't know what go on. So like yeah. pay attention to yourself and do what you need to do to evolve into a better and person. Pay attention to the influences in your life. Yeah, because the people you keep around you, they ultimately inspire who you become. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys. This was a good episode. Okay guys, thank you so much for watching that episode. If you loved it, please hit the like button so that YouTube will know that you like our content and we'll show you more of it. Also subscribe and hit the notification bell so that you can get updates when we do upload new content. And finally, leave some love in the comments. Let me know where you're from, what your takeaways were from the episode, what you'd like to hear more of, who you'd like to see me interview. I'm here for you. So let me know, give me feedback. I'm open to it. Thank you for watching. Love you guys. See you next episode.